0: Welcome to The Word from the Ancient Path, stories and sermons for the journey. A channel of blessing for friends everywhere to experience how the Holy Spirit moves ordinary people into an extraordinary calling. Bringing good news, connecting in Christ, and building the Kingdom of God. The Word is declared through the pastors and partners of Ancient Path Ministries, La Iglesia Volviendo a la Senda Antigua. Founded in 2011 in Jovellanos, Cuba by Pastors José Santiago and Yamil Cruz. I'm your guide, Pastor Kevin Job, and my wife, Tani, and I serve as chief connection makers and storytellers in the United States. Our team is dedicated to planting and nurturing churches and to spread the reach of the gospel. We pray you'll be blessed by these teachings and testimonies of what God has done and is doing in and through us. 2 Timothy 4, verse 6 says, I'm already being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, and now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Now as he writes these words, the great missionary apostle Paul is nearing earth's finish line, and Timothy, a young pastor to whom he is writing, has more work to do. Paul intends to inspire him to go forward, to understand who he is and to persevere through every trial. And Paul looks forward to a crown of righteousness. Why a crown? Well, the ancient Hebrew scriptures use the image of kings and crowns and the kingdom of God. And Timothy was the son of a Greek father. And in the ancient Greek Olympics, the winner of the race was awarded the victor's crown. And so Paul often used these kinds of images from popular culture to point people toward a higher goal and to point out our God-given identity in Christ. In scripture, many terms describe those who long for God's appearing. They're called children of God, disciples, adopted, citizen of the kingdom, forgiven, healed, defended, guided, established, anointed, sealed, justified, redeemed, accepted, hidden in him, chosen, completed, made righteous and loved. It says that we belong to God, that we are his workmanship, that we are one in the spirit, that we are friends of God who have everything we need for life and for godliness and that we've been given a spirit of power and love and self-control and can approach the throne with freedom and confidence and have direct access to our creator indeed we are seated in the heavenly realm and we will spend eternity in his presence nothing can separate you from god's love you've been saved sanctified cleansed bought baptized buried into death and raised with christ and friends this is our victory first john 3 1 says how great is the love the father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of god and that is what we are one time i heard a preacher say that a demoniac whom jesus cured had been the victim of identity theft and this is one of the enemy's most time-honored traps he questions who we are so that we will stop acting as though we belong to god he even tried it with jesus remember he said to him if you are the son of god then and the thing is, instead of all these awesome identifiers that God has given us, we have this tendency to choose sports teams or celebrities or clothing brands or political issues or the density of melanin in our skin or weaknesses and illnesses and things to create labels for identifying ourselves. And if life doesn't go according to our expectations, then we, have a, we will often call ourselves a failure. But the most important thing is not what happens to us or what we decide in a single moment. See, the thing is you have to know who God made you to be. But friend, this can be hard to remember. The spiritual war that surrounds us is real. I struggle with this often. The enemy knows my weakness and many times will challenge me at the core of my identity. In my own battles, Satan whispers, you're inadequate, Kevin. You always have been. That's never gonna change. You should just stop trying to win. But then each morning I wake up and there's a word from God. The victor's crown is still coming. Kevin, you are who I say you are. Get up son, finish the race well and then go and tell others who they are. So I wonder today, what voices do we listen to? Who or what forces define the core of who we are? Is it the scriptures? Is it Christ? Is it Christian community? Or is it the whims of popular culture or the value systems of unbelievers? Are you going to allow the transformative power of God to make you holy and perfect? Or will you settle for what the world that doesn't know you says you are? Hebrews 10.35 says, don't throw away your confidence. It'll be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he's promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believed and are saved. So you see, we got to know who we are in Christ and hold on to that. We don't belong to the world or to its values. The thing is, Christians don't fit in. And we can't concern ourselves with being in fashion with the godless. If we hold to the path of Christ, we will have to suffer and sacrifice. We will have to do things that others will view with their heads cocked to the side in confusion. But as Paul says in Romans 5, since we've been justified through faith, we can have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we now rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. We're going to take a moment now for a short break stay with us for more on the ancient path at ancient path ministries we hope to carry the light of the kingdom of god into places where it is most needed to see people set free from what holds them captive now our ministry is built on connections in christ and our financial foundation depends on the regular partnership of beloved friends such as you and if you'd like to be a covenant financial partner or contribute to the work of the ministry i encourage you to visit our website ancientpathministries.org Check out the church in action and see how you can be part of bringing good news, connecting in Christ, and building the kingdom. And we're back and we're about to take a dive at the scriptural mandates to persevere, to finish the race well. Now, the early church faced many of the same challenges that we do. It was a very similar time in history. Religious plurality was everywhere, and the Greco-Roman culture was saturated with status seekers and star athletes, and every imaginable exploration of sensuality was encouraged. And then the poor were left to suffer or exploited in their poverty. But Christians, they were different, and they didn't walk in step with this way of living. They had been called to something more, and that was the focus of their energies. The apostle Paul, when he was on trial for his very life because of his faith, put it this way in Acts 20, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Now Jesus and the early apostles, those, those people who wrote the New Testament, they consistently warn the church to persevere in a way of life that's completely foreign to the sin-sick culture that is around us today and human conventional wisdom that trusts itself rather than God. So we're called to stand our ground against temptations and schemes of the devil, to be vigilant or persevere against conforming to the world. We persevere against drawing up lines of social status in the church, like Jew versus Gentile or male versus female, slave versus free or weak versus strong or wealthy versus poor, and against arguing about who has the most special spiritual gifting, against cliques that form around spiritual teachers based upon their style, and against lawsuits in civil court among believers that weaken our witness. We're to persevere against obscenity, of coarse or foolish talking, filthy language, or drunkenness. And over and over again, we are warned to persevere in avoidance of sexual sin. And to steer clear of temptation to be lazy, to be greedy, or idolatrous. There are many ways in which we are. To be clear of self-indulgence, false teachers, and of being yoked with unbelievers. But Christ didn't just come to say, hey, 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 don't do that, no. Instead, he gives us better things on which we can spend the significant energy that is required to persevere and to finish the race. And the actions that we're called to are ongoing. He tells us do these things daily. Keep racing then in in dying to your sin, in giving yourself as a living sacrifice to God in knowing Christ in his suffering so as to know him in his glory, in being as a new creation, in exhibiting godly characteristics, in walking consistently in the faith you claim, in placing the needs of others above your own, in doing good to all, in giving generously to the work of the church, in caring for the widows and the poor, in offering your transparent weaknesses before God and people, In submitting to each other out of reverence for Christ, in letting go of bitterness and anger, in imitating Christ's humility, in living the example of the faith community that has come before us unified in the Spirit, one body in Him, in meditating on the Word which renews us with the mind of God, in praying which draws us close to the heart of God, and in loving which covers over a multitude of sin. Why do we do this? Because God's judgment is coming. Seriously, it is. And living in the grace of Christ will save you. And because there's freedom in Christ, and because you are being made to be more like Jesus, you're being made holy and pure. And because you who trust in Jesus are children of God, and because every Hero of the faith and the company of heaven are cheering you on, even when it's hard. James 1 2, 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking in anything. When those difficult moments come in the race of this life, People who look like they're your friends are going to come alongside and they're going to try to pull you off the track. Some others are going to come and tell you it's too difficult. It's not worth it. But James goes on to say, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. You see, in this life, you're going to be encouraged to listen to voices that don't belong to God. Voices whose noise put a dent in who you are in Him and encourage you to settle for the world's point of view. And even as you try to hold on to the Father and walk in His strength, voices are going to come along and people are going to show up and tell you not to bother. But here's the thing. At the finish line, crowns await those of us who persevere. Those who walk on. Those who keep going, even though it's hard. You know, I often find myself pulling up limp and needing some help to keep going, but I'm gonna get there, even if they have to carry me across the finish line. And so will you. And the awesome thing is that all of the company of heaven is right there in the stands cheering us on. And sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And this, friends, brings us to the end of our time for today. Thank you very much for being with us. Once again, be sure to check out our webpage, ancientpathministries.org. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ancient Path Ministries. I'm Pastor Kevin Job for Ancient Path Ministries, La Iglesia Volviendo a la Senda Antigua. And until next time, we pray God will bless you richly. Go and be the church.